What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not For Three podcast? I can try to get this podcast out as quickly as possible. This is the round two of the NHL playoffs. Uh, recap of round one, and then, of course, our predictions round two. Unfortunately, we're losing Dave in this podcast. We have Brian Smith and Aaron Chaluba while on the road in the backwoods of Alberta. Hopefully, Aaron got to his destination nice and safe and sound. This is the Not For Three podcast, Sports Edition. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? This is it, round two of the hockey playoffs. With me across the table, the carnivore slash comedian himself, Brian Smith. What up, Brian Smythe? Not much. How's it going? I'm doing great. And I guess in the middle of us, again? Yeah. <laughs> Technically advanced. This is the supersized podcast. Uh, from the backwoods of Alberta, fair to say, Aaron Chalupa. Yeah, hey, how's it going? What's up, Chaloops? You doing good? I'm doing, I'm doing well. I just uh, drove through Red Deer on my way to Edmonton tonight. Right on. All right. Uh, cheers. Cheers. And uh, here Aww. at the podcast, we condone drinking and driving, and Aaron just cheers us. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. Oh, man. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, can you give us a little oh, no. on the horn? Give us a little hoot. <laughs> Not sure well if that done. picked up. I'm kind of driving a bit too fast. I'm driving faster than sounds. So the horn is behind me in my Chevy nice. Traverse. Yes, I love it. All right, so we are in the cut, ready to go. Uh, I guess do a, we'll do a light recap on the ra- the first round. And then we'll get into our predictions for the second round. If you guys checked out our last podcast when it came to the hockey playoffs, we did have Dave with us. Unfortunately, we do not have Dave with us. So I guess it's fair to say we'll have some good jokes and some good laughs. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, the reality is, is that Dave was heavy Toronto, and he's sadly disappointed right now. So. Um, I, and, I, I and I also like how he uh, you know, laughed at my face and called me out when I called a Game 7 between Boston and the Leafs. You know what? You'll have to bring it up with him. Hopefully we can get him for the third round. I thought we'd just start this podcast with me crying into like a, a two mason jars and just collecting my tears. But then I realized I'm with you two losers, and your teams didn't even make the playoffs. So I guess we're all in the same boat together now. Uh, at least we got a higher draft pick, right? Uh, yeah, I'll see how that works out. I'd rather not make the playoffs than get bounced in the first round. You know what? I thought that way too. But then I saw the way that Edmonton drafted all those years, all those number ones he just wasted. I don't know if you can talk trash about Edmonton fans because, you know, it's been twice as long since you've won a cup. So. I know. It's true. Hey, and, listen. And, and just listen now. Just listen. The Quebec Nordiques traded all three of their first overall picks, and that helped the Colorado Avalanche win a Stanley Cup. So, oh. you know, uh, we so didn't really waste was. so many. We, we didn't waste so many first overall picks. Yakupov failed, and we traded Hall. We still have Nugent Hopkins, and we still have McDavid. So those are two of four. So we got 50% still with us. So screw well, you. Well, Ever- <laughs> Everly was a 21st overall pick, I believe. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, no, he was Yeah, everyone thinks that he was a high draft pick. He was not. Oh. Dreisaitl was a three. Uh, Nurse was a seven. And Pugliarvi was a four. Huh. What, um, who are the other newer and, and we're, and we're going to get Dalian this year anyway, because we're going to win the draft. So. Okay. Who, who who are the other Nordiques? There's Sundin and who else? Owen Nolan. Oh, shit. And Eric Lindros. Oh, oh shit. yeah. All ex-Leafs, too. Yeah. Yeah, Eric Lindros yeah. is not wanting to go to Quebec. Yeah. Well, Owen Nolan played for everybody. So. Yeah, that's 
All right, all right, all right. Okay, so let's start with the um, with the East, and uh, we will start with the Tampa Bay New Jersey series. One to five games. What do you guys think? You picked Jersey, didn't you? No, I picked Tampa in oh. four. Oh. <laughs> I, New Jersey shouldn't have got that one game. Oh, it made me so sad. I didn't watch the actual game, and I watched the highlights, and I was just kind of disappointed. It's just one of those things where you feel like Tampa knew they were going to win. and Didn't go too hard. Didn't go, yeah, they're like, you know what, let's just coast and make it through this round. and We're going to have a tough matchup, whether depending whether it's Toronto or Boston anyways, right? So, yeah. Aaron, what do you think? What do you think of the Tampa Jersey series? You know, I might have only caught the highlights for a few of the games. Um, I did. I was very surprised that Nikita Kucherov didn't get that suspension um, for. I think he did a high stick on someone, and it looked. Oh no, it was a cross check to someone's like head or something. Very surprised they didn't get called for that. Um, but yeah, like again, like Brian, I've I called. I think I called Tampa in four, maybe five, just because I thought New Jersey might come in. Uh, with a bit of heat at, at home at one point. But, yeah, it's pretty much went the way I thought. Um, you know, I don't think Jersey had the goaltending. And, yeah, yeah, no, I... Yeah. I don't think well, New I'm, Jersey I'm not, had I'm anything. Not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't surprised at all. I was almost surprised that New Jersey made the playoffs. Honestly, if it wasn't for Hall uh, and some of the other guys there, they wouldn't have made it. I think they were predicted to be in the bottom of the league as well, so... For sure, I, I think it's gonna be something interesting for next year. I think Jersey's gonna be a player next year. I, it depends what they do in the off season, but it's not the New Jersey of old. This is a different New Jersey brass, and I think they're gonna try to try to make some noise in the off season. Who knows? Maybe they'll pick up one of the one of those sexy defensemen that are floating around. No, they're gonna end up with the Sedins and just watch them tank. Bring them out of retirement. Come on, guys. The Garden State is waiting. Yeah, it's very important. You guys, come over. Come on. <laughs> Both of you, both of you. We'll take both of you. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, yeah. So fair to say that no one thought that Jersey was going to take that series. That's fine. Uh, Pittsburgh, Philly. That was a crazy series. Aaron, I'll go to you. Sorry, Chalupa, I'll go to you. How did you find the Battle of PA? I thought it was entertaining at points. What I loved because I listened to a lot of sports radio when I was at work at the brewery because um, we have wireless there, and I just listened to TSN 1260 and just hear the recap of every playoff series. And that first game, everybody had Philly written off in four. Like, like everyone changed predictions. They're like, "Oh, Philly's done. Elliot's not gonna be able to stop anything." And then, like, I think it was game two, they just came back with a huge, huge surge. And it's just like, "Oh, okay, this is yeah, okay, let's see." Because whenever I see a team get really embarrassed and out, like you know, outshot, outplayed, outscored, outmatched, it's either one, the team is done which doesn't happen too much, or they got really embarrassed and they're pissed off and then they come back with vengeance. So that game too was, in my eyes, very predictable. But it was just so, like, it was a roller coaster. High scoring one end, high scoring the other end for the next game. And, you know, just kept repeating itself. But ultimately I felt it was the, you know, the, the prediction that most people had is that Pittsburgh did come out on top. They just have so many veterans, so much experience that uh, it was almost predictable that that was going to happen. Yeah, I, I think I had Pittsburgh in six. Um, and, yeah, like, like yeah, Philly's going to get one or two. But, yeah, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh in six. Oh, and shout-out to the fans, that uh, the one fan that threw a full beer can at Crosby. That was pretty fucked up. I'm not a big Crosby fan, but that was pretty fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, put it up there with one of the dumb things. Like, uh, 
I mean, and, it must I mean, be that Toronto Blue Jays fan. It's like yeah. the Jays fan. That's what I was gonna say. Um, side story with that. Uh, so. I went to a Jays game once with a client at work, and we were sitting right behind the visitor's dugout, front row behind the dugout, and uh, he keeps hitting on this very attractive woman. And he's talking to her, and she's she's like, I've been to every stadium. Um, you know, I you Toronto fans are always nice to me. I'm actually a Rays fan. Um, she's like, Toronto fans are always nice to me. But the reputation of Toronto fans is that you guys are like the scum of the scum. That's the reputation. And then like a week later, that beer can got thrown. Yeah. So it turns out she was uh, Drew Smiley's, I think, um, uh, girlfriend. So that's why she had been like everywhere. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Super random. But uh, yeah, Toronto fans are scumbags. But I think this kind of proved that uh, any fans in Pennsylvania are almost at that level. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> How cheap is that beer if they're throwing a full can? I know, right? It's like $6? Yeah, you can't do that out here. Well, apparently you can. But oh, yeah. ACC playoff game, beer was 14 bucks. Oh, that's nuts. Yeah, it's all the same in uh, Rogers Arena in Edmonton. That is nuts. No, yeah. Highway robbery. Yeah. Uh, I like I like the Penguins in that series. I, I think I, I said six games. But uh, I, I was just I was I've been impressed with Philly most of the season, but I'm happy to see that the Penguins won. I, I have this like weird fantasy that the Penguins actually make it to the playoffs, even though I didn't pick them in my pool to go the way. But this it's a sexy idea of a three P. I think it's in today's sport. I think it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it would definitely be interesting to see them three P, or at least see them in the finals against what you will see later. I'm still calling Nashville, even though that's going to be a tough series. Um, I had the Flyers in seven. I went, I went, uh, I don't know if you guys recall this, but I went the other way and I basically shit on Matt Murray all of last podcast. And then he got what? Two shutouts. I think Matt Murray, Matt Murray. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Two shutouts. And then he got shelled in other games and I just, uh, it was frustrating, but we knew that Philly doesn't have any defense or goaltending, especially not goaltending. And their defense is for sure. Yeah, their defense. There are a lot of offensive defensemen on that team, right? So not not the best two way defensemen. Always Philly's knock is that they don't have goaltending. Yeah, for at least fifteen years. Yeah, it's been their knock. Oh, whoa, yeah, yeah. Roman Chechmanic, <laughs> Brian Boucher. Yeah. <laughs> Roman checked the back of the net, you mean? <laughs> hey, man, remember when Brian Boucher, what was it? No, I think I think it was uh, Philly and Pittsburgh, and uh, there was that one shot, and it, went to like, it was going to triple overtime. There's that one shot, and it got stuck in the cat's eye part of the, the goaltending mask. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was so crazy. I'm like, oh, Pittsburgh's got the win now because, like, fucking... If I was the goalie, I'd be like, fuck it, I'm done. This is bullshit. <laughs> Philadelphia, where goalies go to die. <laughs> I do much. think that uh, Philly will have uh, a much better decor as the years go on. Because if you look at their pipeline of D, man, they it is looking good. It's like, young. Got, uh, who is it? Provorov. Um, uh, they got Philippe Myers coming up too. Gostas Bear is very offensive, kind of like a Klingberg. Um, yeah. But yeah, like they, they're doing, they're looking very good. Yeah, just not right now. Just right young, now. super young, right? They're raw, yeah. and it's you're facing one of the best offensive teams in the league. And it's a very tough challenge for a young defensive core, right? All right, moving on. Uh, we've had the Capitals and the Blue Jackets. Uh, we'll go to you, Brian, first. What do you think? 
it was pretty much what I thought it would be. Um, you know, the Blue Jackets stole a couple games early, I'm going to say. They were, yeah. they were really, they played a very tight game and uh, kind of kept Washington in check. And in overtime, man, um, players like Panarin really stepped up. And he's been, he's been good all year. But he definitely, he's had points this year where he's disappeared. And I know this because there were weeks in my hockey pool where I was like, do I just trade him or do I just drop him? I thought he was a steal. But, um, but yeah, I was surprised that they, that Columbus really, uh, really took a couple games in OT. But, you know, Washington's too good to, to lose to Columbus over a full seven-game series. That's just the reality. Chalupa. Uh, yeah, I was like very surprised about that two nothing stretch that they had there, uh, right up, right off the bat of the uh, the playoff series. Uh, I wasn't really too worried. I think after the g- first game, they should have switched from Grubauer to Holtby, and I, just, I understand completely uh, why they put Grubauer in because he was playing very hot for like the last forty games or so. Uh, but you know, Holtby, he's got that playoff sense, and he's fighting for his job still. You know, like he wants to come back and be the top dog. So um, when when they did put him back in, I was very very confident that they're going to win the the series after that. I got a little bit nervous because I got Washington going pretty deep in my pool, and yeah, yeah. I was the, after game two. All I heard was Dave's quote from last podcast, which was, "He's the Donald Trump of the Donald Trump of NHL coaches. He's the biggest dick nose about Tortorelli and Tortorella." And I just couldn't get over that. It was just like right when I saw the first score, I was like, "Oh fuck." Dave is going to love this. And then game two, Washington falls again. I'm like, oh, my God. Dave is going to DX chop me all the, all the time. And then when, uh, when Washington actually just said, okay, okay, kids, we had fun. Adios. And then they just shelled them for four straight. I was pretty relieved after that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, I really I, I feel for Ovi, it's, it's time to go. Like, it's time to do this. Or yeah, you got you got to just at, request a trade to a contender. This is two years in a row. Washington finishes in first, and they're playing the wild card. And second year in a row goes to six games. I I don't know. Like uh, I, they should be sweeping teams. Yeah, they definitely have a like they have great goaltending, and they have the offensive firepower where yep. you should see them sweeping teams. Maybe like kind of the Tampa New Jersey situation. Maybe you lose a game. Right. Maybe yeah. you give a game on five, the road. Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, they should be sweeping teams, and they just never do. And yeah, it's there's weird. something about it. I don't know. All right, that's it in the East. Let's move to the West. I was gonna, I was gonna pop up there. In my opinion, for that series, the three guys that won that series for Washington was Nicholas Backstrom, John Carlson, and Holtby. Yeah. Ovi was really good, but he wasn't like Ovi from years before. Backstrom right, right, right. is something else, and he's like Malkin, easily forgotten. But definitely, if you take that player away from that team completely different team dynamic oh so, for sure in, 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 a, in a negative way you, and you know if, if Ovi's on the ice he's probably got a stick and a half on him so that that opens it up to for other guys to, to really shine and I think that's you just use Ovi as that threat but never really go to him you, you mm-hmm. might shock a lot of teams yeah mm-hmm. No, it's very true. Uh, I would like to point out that you you just tried to skip past the Toronto series purposefully, I imagine. What's that? <laughs> Did I? <laughs> Did I? Oh, I didn't Attack notice. Attack of the Killer Bees! <laughs> <laughs> All right, and in the final series of the East, the Toronto Maple Leafs, with the record setting 105-point season, 
play the evil Boston Bruins, the Bruins from Boston. I'll start with you, Chalupa. Uh, yeah, pretty much went exactly how I thought it would. Um, <laughs> just as I predicted, put me on TSN, get rid of fucking Jeff O'Neill, flat money O-Dog. Um, Don't it love yeah, an O-Dog. No, 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 uh, again, when I was listening to sports radio, they had the Leafs written off completely, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, you know, we've seen this before, where Boston was up three games to none in a series, and Toronto came back big time. Uh, never count them out. Uh, this series, in my opinion, was probably the most entertaining. Um, you had the amazing surge from Boston's top line. Pasternak, unbelievable. What did he get, 14 or 15 points in a first round? Uh, crazy, absolutely crazy. It's like he's possessed. Uh, Patrice Bergeron played very well, as did Marchand. Uh, McAvoy was playing great. Char, you could see, was getting a little slow towards the end of the series. Uh, the, the, the whole Nazem Kadri thing, uh, I figured that it was going to be two or three games. Three games kind of had me a little bit su- surprised, but I knew he was going to come back with, um, with the fight in his eye. And the team wasn't going to roll over and die yet. I think the two guys that really kept Toronto in that series, uh, well, I should say three, Marlow, uh, Marner, and Aunt Freddie Anderson. Anderson stood on his head whenever the Leafs won, and he really bailed them out. In games where Toronto only had like 15 shots but four goals, and Boston had 45 shots and two goals, like you're giving all your praise to your goaltender in that situation. And I almost felt bad. And you could see the inexperience and the, uh, the shallow depth of the defense on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I was rather nervous in the Game 7. I was almost kind of thinking that Toronto might have been able to take it. But thank, thankfully, the better team won. <laughs> Brian Smythe, go ahead. So, I also had the Bruins. I believe I had them in 6, so I was obviously a little disappointed Didn't by that Game say, 6. Though, I thought you said you're like... I'm a Habs fan, and I hate Boston. But I chose Boston. Did you? Uh, like, but I chose I'm Boston. I'm going to have to go still. back and listen. I chose Boston, and the reason is because I hate Boston, but I've never experienced the amount of gloating that I have with Leafs fans over the past uh, over the past few weeks. Second, the Habs were eliminated. It was like, yeah, yeah. look at us. And then it was like, yeah, the first round, you're gone. First yeah. round. Um, and I... I'm very happy because I have a ton of Boston players in uh, in the pool. I basically a Boston Nashville. <laughs> yeah, the so, battle of the yellow. Yeah, so I was very happy. Uh, I noticed some things that were definitely. I think the Leafs should be concerned. Uh, they suck. Their defense really sucks at moving the puck out of their zone. The amount of turnovers in their zone, baffling. Absolutely baffling. I know Boston's got a good forecheck, but unacceptable. Yep. And in game seven, uh, you know, when it was when they were only down one goal, um, they had a chance to really kind of turn it up. And you just saw missed passes out of the zone, and you saw just sloppy play trying to get the puck out. And uh, I think that's the big thing that cost them, right? So and then now you get uh, the Jake Gardner GoFundMe page. I don't know if you guys have seen it. No, I haven't. So Leafs fans have started a GoFundMe page to buy out Jake Gardner's contract. Oh, that's hilarious. Which I think is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Edmonton needs a defenseman. Trade him there. 
<laughs> we don't need a defenseman. No, get the fuck out of here. We need a, we need a one a, a one D man. <laughs> yeah, so do we. We don't need a bot. We don't need a bottom six D man that creates turnovers. My my analyst of this this series goes as follows: uh, Boston with the top offensive line in the NHL definitely flex that muscle in the first two games. It was devastating yeah, it was dealing with those games one and two. And you just hope that it would be respectable towards the end because of how badly they got spanked the first two games. And all year, Babcock's been saying this. He has this, like, phrase, which is, you got to start on time. And it it was like Toronto wasn't ready any of the games. Boston just shotgun four goals in the first period. And, it was, and you're just chipping away at that point. There was one point where I was swearing at the TV that I was – like my wife threatened me because I might wake up the baby. <laughs> like, I heard you actually. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was tough. Um, and then, I mean, it was it was pleasant to see the Leafs actually play really well. And then you start to see some of the age of Boston show. But I mean, Boston is a is is a strong team, and there's a reason why they finished where they did ahead of the Leafs. And I was just hoping, I let's see, game six. I I didn't think the Toronto was going to win. They won. I was pretty shocked about that. And then it gave me that, that just amount of hope, just that, that my pecker was actually sticking out enough that I could see it again. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. oh, my God. They might actually be able to pull this off. And that's when I knew that I was going to go in front of their haircut because they took, the, they took too much off the top and, and they burned me again like they, always, like they always do. And we just ended up getting squashed. I mean, game seven was insane. There was four oh. goals in like ten minutes. Yeah, and then the third period, the Leafs go into the third period. The storyline all year of the team was they can't hold, they can't hold them to a lead. They always give up the lead, and the Boston Bruins first line made them pay in the third period, winning the series for them. And that's what your first line should do. Uh, the, the Leafs, I mean, they had they had some injuries, which every team has in the playoffs, and it wasn't even like crazy injuries. They oh had, no, they had Komarov who was injured. Mm-hmm. Um. Who's the other Leaf forward that was injured? Chalupa. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, I'm not sure about the Toronto Maple Yeah, the Kadri suspension, which w- was hard. Uh, yeah. My understanding, it was a couple of things that kind of led to the three games. I think we we talked about it in private Chalupa, but it was a Nazim Kadri repeat offender, tack on an extra game for that. And then on top of that, you had also had the fact that if he got one game, the the rest of the league would be freaking out. Yeah. So you oh, know, yeah. you have that like Toronto tax where it's like, well, you head office in Toronto. If we give this guy one game, it's not he's Bullshit. a repeat offender. No, 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 no. The the reason why the the rest of the league would have freaked out is because Doughty got one game for that bullshit suspension call that he got for that hit. That was absolute bullshit. So if Nazem Kadri got a one-game suspension, that would have made it, like, level playing field. And Kadri's hit was intent, it was to the head, and uh, Wingles had no way to defend himself at all. But I don't think that, that awards three games. 
I think it does, <laughs> and especially being a repeat offender. I would say so, yeah. Totally. But my understanding is, is it, but the repeat offender rule isn't for the, like, it doesn't reflect in the playoffs. My understanding that reflects in the regular season, not the playoffs. But that's just bullshit, in all honesty. Like, if you take that hit and put it in the regular season, that's at least five games. At least, oh, right? I don't think five games. I think that's five games. If you put in the regular season, that's what they'll give him, and then he'll appeal, and then it'll get reduced to, like, four. Oh, right. There, there, there are scenarios where, or he'd get a fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, for an there, there was times fine. in the series where Marshawn was was uh, throwing elbows like like he was at a hip hop concert, and and not even a call happened. Hey, hey, there's lots of times where those calls go back and forth. Yeah, that's fair. I was going to text you a few times. I was going to text you a few times in the last few games and be like, oh yeah, fucking missed call by the refs. But then I see, I'm like, okay, well Boston's getting some missed calls too. So yeah. You know, like Anyways, it goes back and forth. They, the refs pulled the whistles away. I didn't think it was a very unfair playoffs for uh, for that round, at least. Uh, or sort of that matchup uh, for each team. I think it was pretty fairly called. Well, we'll leave that for debate for another <laughs> podcast. I don't want this to go... I don't want this to be a six-hour podcast. Um, but at the end of this series, my feelings feel a lot like Morgan Riley's mouth. Sore and a couple stitches. Oh, and I thought it was going to be, like, wide open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. M- my butthole feels a lot like Morgan Riley's mouth right now. <laughs> wide open wide and needing stitches. And I just wanted to point this out, too. Or not really point this out. But I noticed on Instagram uh, there were some pa- uh, pictures and stuff where Jake Gardner's really taking this to heart. He feels terrible. Uh, all this kind of stuff. You know, really trying to, like... Uh, you know, hey everyone, quit picking on him. He knows he he, he did bad. Blah blah blah. This is like, well, yeah, he's gonna get criticized now. So, yeah, he screwed up, and now he has to you know face the music. And you know what? Yeah, like you're gonna feel really bad. Like there's been times where I felt really shitty, but I still heard it from everyone. And you know what that did? It maybe not want to be shitty again. Yeah. So people that are like, hey, he tried his hardest. Quit picking on him. Blah, you blah, won't blah. find any of those people in Toronto for that. Uh, no. Well, yeah, it's just like. We'll just leave it alone. Like, I'm sure some people will understand. It's an NHL, you know, it's, it's a league of the top athletes in hockey. Like, the best players in hockey are pretty much playing this league. So, yeah, you're going to fuck up every now and then. And you're going to be showing You're going to eat it. So, right yeah, now, yeah. So Jake Gardner. How are you going to bounce back? And, uh, you know, like, just accept it and move on. You know, and if, if you can't handle the, you know, the heat, get out of the kitchen. Go to another team. You know, Chalupa. sometimes guys right now go to Arizona or San Jose. Right now, Jake Gardner is public enemy number one in Toronto. He, if he never shows his face until the start of next season, it, it, it'll be fine. And, and is and, this a surprise to anybody? Like, look at Caberlet and McCabe, how they got chased out of town. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Jake Gardner, this is the way that I see Jake Gardner's future happening. Jake Gardner, so first of all, just a little retrospect, last, last playoffs... Jake Gardner had an incredible playoff run. Last playoffs against Washington, he he was doing things that they projected him doing initially. He had a great series last year. This year was the complete opposite. He angry Matt called it on the Leaf Edition that it was he's a turnover king, and you really saw it happening. Boston's forecheck was really strong, but that aside, Jake Gardner was a total goat in the worst possible way. Jake Gardner, public enemy number one. Better luck next time, Jake. So, yeah. I agree. I agree with both of you guys. Um, so, two things. One is, is there a better scoring line 
that four checks as well as that top line for Boston. They were no way. fucking assassins. It's unbelievable. Like they can put up points and four check. You don't yeah. see that. It's very rare. Like you used to see that with Taves maybe back in Chicago. Like there's maybe, maybe but he's I don't know. He I this year different player. Something's wrong with him. Right. I'm telling you. But I I've never seen such good two-way hockey ever. I you know I thought for sure that Toronto Speed would handicap Boston. Not so much because Boston they they did the thing that the one teams that would have been successful against Toronto, which was lay the body on them, did. But you also you Matthews was almost non-existent. He had the one game-winning goal, uh, but other than that, he was pretty much non-existent. Yep. The only guy that looked like he had any any fucking cojones was Mitch Marner, who was who was the only spark plug on the team. Nazem Kadri when he got back, but. Who was the only guy on the team? You know, you saw Durant play really well, but he, his ice time got reduced because he made some stupid plays, some dumb, dumb penalties. But, anyways, we gotta fucking move on. We gotta move on <laughs> because again, this isn't the Marner, Leaf edition. Mar- Marner and Marlowe were very, very good. Yeah, uh, playing together, I'd agree. And yeah, Matthews was invisible. Yeah, I, I mean, Matthews did get one more playoff goal than McDavid did this year. I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah, and how many Ross trophies does he have? Oh, whatever. Uh, and and how's Line A doing compared to Matthews? That's yeah. the real comparison, right? Yeah, that's right? true. That is true. Ooh, ooh that's hot. Ooh. <laughs> hot, hot take, hot take. All right, let's move to the West. The shocker, I'd say, out of the West, the Golden Knights and the L.A. Kings. Who got, who got their, bus, their bracket busted? Because I know I did. Uh, so, yeah, I also had the, I had the Kings taking that. And to be honest, aside from last night's game... I still am not impressed with the Golden Knights. Like, sweeping the Kings, the Kings just couldn't score. It's The Golden Knights couldn't score in that series either. But then last night's game, they come up and they put up, what, seven goals? Against I, San Jose, mind you, but... I, I just want to put out there, there's... I, there is, um... Oh, sorry. The, the Kings... I was... I, I, I was impressed with the Kings. I'm sorry. I, uh, did I fuck up with that? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so I, I was impressed with how good the Kings did against um, the Ducks. I was sorry. Against the Golden this is Knights, wrong, right? This is right. This is right. This is. It's the Kings and the Knights. Yeah. In ra- in round one. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of the Sharks. I'm so I'm so sorry, guys. That's good. Yeah. Brian mentioned the Sharks last night, and that fucked you up. Yeah. Sorry, Anthony. Be. We we thought you could you know. It's take ju- it's definitely the Jameson that's messing me up. Not not anything else. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so, so let me just recap that. Uh, the Golden Knights and the Kings. Uh, Golden Knights did it. Brian, go ahead, sorry. Continue. Got anything else? Yeah, man. Honestly, <laughs> it's, it's what I thought. Uh, you know, Quick played exceptionally well. Um, the Kings look slower, which I'm not surprised by either. But the Kings should still be able to put up more points than they did. And I don't think that's... They just looked... Off. I don't know. Like I don't think Mark Andre Fleury watching those games played exceptionally well. He played good. He played good hockey, but he didn't stand on his head. If anything, I think Frederick Anderson was, a, for the most part, a better goalie in the playoffs so far. But the Kings just—I don't know. Something about them. I think they need to. We talked about. It, I think they need to blow it up. Start you know, again. Yeah. You kind of got to keep Doughty and maybe keep Quick, and you know you're. You're good there. And, and Kopitar, then, and Kopitar. And Kopitar, yeah. yeah. And then blow up the rest, because they got some old, old-ass dudes on Man. that team. Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Brian. I I had the, the Vegas Golden Knights winning. Uh, definitely not in a sweep, 
uh, that really surprised me. Um, yeah, there's there, like from what I remember on my off the top of my head, there were a few brackets that were busted because people had the Kings winning. I have one friend in England who has the the, the Vegas Golden Knights winning the cup. So if they go to the cup final, he pretty much wins. Um, so we'll see how how he does. Uh, I think the Knights were very dominant in this series. Uh, they scored when they needed to score, and I think Gallant was more so just trying to test the waters. Uh, you know, LA Kings can't score goals. Big surprise. They've, yeah. never, they've never been a huge offensive team, uh, you know, for uh, at least recent years, definitely the last 10 years or so. Um, but, yeah, like the Golden Knights, they played very well, and they played to how they play. Speed in the defensive zone. They're always on somebody. They kind of look like the Penguins uh, from two years ago when they were playing the Sharks in the final. Like, they weren't the fastest team up and down, but they were so fast in the defensive zone. If you had the puck, you had two guys on you, and the other three guys were really covering the pass options there. And when there was a turnover, the uh, yeah the Knights uh, really capitalized on that and brought the puck to the other end and scored when they needed to score. Uh, Fleury, in my opinion, played very well. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I still hear people every now and then be like, oh, yeah, Fleury, amazing playoff goalie. And I'm like, yeah. Not all the time, you know, there was a couple of years where they're like, oh, he lost it, he's shaky, he lost his confidence. But uh, he's really tapping into the goaltending uh, sensation that he was uh, in the earlier years of the Pittsburgh Penguins when they did do that cup run and win the, the Stanley Cup against the, the, the Wings there. So, uh, yeah. I, 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 I call bullshit. I, I was really, really surprised from last night. Why don't you get uh, off Fleury's dick? The Sharks. All right, get oh, off Fleury's God. dick. First I, you know what? I'm not even that big of a Flurry fan. I, I really didn't like him in Pittsburgh, but you got to give credit where credit's due. All right. Yeah, well, as it, I said, it, he played decent. I'll give him that. But come on, man. Ah, decent. Come on. Though? Like really, like like the defense for the Golden Knights is good, but it's not sensational. Look at it, like, the offense for the Kings is shit, right? Like credit where credit's due. He played well. Blake, get off well, his dick a little bit. I, I don't I don't see the stats right now because I'm driving, but I, I would say that he's probably faced probably around 30 shots a game. Like, he made 30 saves a game, and he had, what, two shutouts, I think? Well, and he now he's got three. three goals in the entire series uh, out of four games, three goals. All right, let me just jump in here quickly. Um, I had the Kings in that. My, my, my bracket got busted, but uh, I really thought the Kings would at least make a series out of it. But one thing I do want to point out that it's something you guys didn't touch on, every game was a one-goal game. I thought that's pretty impressive. Like because the there was a three-to-one game, I believe. No, man, all one, all one-goal games. Oh, no, there was one of those three. Yeah, we had one nothing, two one, three two, and one nothing. Okay. So and then one was a double overtime. Game two was double overtime. But um, you, when you look at that, you're like, you think to yourself. Okay, the Golden Knights just got by the the wild card, first wild card in the West, right? Not that impressive, even though it was a sweep. But I mean, we we'll get into it really quickly that the uh, the round two matchup against the Sharks, they uh, busted up the Sharks game one. But let's not get into that right now. <laughs> All right, that brings us to the second place Ducks versus the third place Sharks. Who saw San Jose sweeping? Uh, I think, I, I think everyone thought that this was going to be one of the toughest series in the playoffs, um, and the teams are a little similar. 
I thought it was going seven. I think I called Anaheim in seven, actually. I did, too. I was flip-flopping between Sharks and Anaheim, and I just figured Anaheim would just be, you know, grinding it up and, you know, playing the really physical game. And, you know, Perry, Getzlaff, Silverberg, Grackle, they would all just step up. But, holy man, did they crash and burn. I thought it was amazing. I thought that I thought I mean I took the sharks. I didn't I didn't take them for a sweep, but I thought for sure the Evander Kane effect would definitely be in a, in, in effect, and it was. But I I mean like they had an eight one win. That's insane. I mean it's not Toronto Boston here. What's going on? I I was really blown away by seeing the results in that San Jose and uh, Anaheim series. Moving over, Jets and Wild. Brian, we'll start with you. What up? Uh, I'm not surprised. You know, the Wilds put up a slightly better fight than I thought they would, but the Jets are really strong. And, you know, I had them in Nashville being probably the series to watch. Right. Right. So um, I think this is going to be a great second round for that reason alone. So that's pretty much all I got with that. It's, that was just Jets taking care of business. Yeah. Chaloup. Yeah, no, I was surprised that Minnesota gave a bit more of a fight than. Um, than what was expected, at least for me, uh, with Suter out of the lineup and some of the other defensive players. Suter or Sutter? Sutter. 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 We will call it Sutter. 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 Ryan Sutter. (laughs) Sutter. Yes, Ryan Sutter. (laughs) And then Coach Coach Mike Babcock. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, like, I was, I was actually. There's a couple games where I was like, "Holy shit, this is pretty tight." And then Minnesota had that bounce back game in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and I was like, "Holy fuck! All right, well, hopefully the Jets can bounce back. And don't get shaken up, uh, shaken up too much, you know." But yeah, Hellebuck played very, very well. Tyler, Tyler Myers was a defensive uh, wall for the Jets. They could really uh, lean on him for defensive support. And fucking Kyle Connor, Line, uh, Shifley, like list goes on. Like those guys are deadly, top to bottom. So um, I'm really happy to see, you know, the the Jets in all of Jets history, all of Winnipeg history, getting to the, fir- the second round for the first time. And the city really needed that. You know, they're loving it. Uh, but just a little side note, the the whiteout for the Jets kind of doesn't make any sense anymore since they don't wear white jerseys at home games no longer. So I don't know. It's it's kind of ironic, but yeah, stoked to see the Jets in the second round. Well, I uh, I think we all saw the Jets. I feel bad for Zach Prize. Um, big injury. I don't. No, I don't. His injuries are a part of the game. I guess. I guess. Uh, you, I don't know. You never want to see one of those those high end all star guys get hurt like that, but. He's, he's, not, he's a high-end Ulster guy. I was like, in, when has Parise been Bill? healthy over the last few years anyway? Fair. That's fair. Um, you know, it, it pains me to say this. Like, I, As much as I dislike the Jets, I try to like Canadian teams, but I, I think it's just because as Canadians we just love hockey too much. The, the, the Winnipeg Jets are on my hit list. I can't handle them, man. And I got them in the finals. <laughs> so, yeah, me too. You know, I, so it, it just it just pains me to see them succeed, but secretly I'm happy, but in the end, I'd rather not see them succeed. I'm happy that Winnipeg has a team. I fucking hate those jerseys still. Um, but, you know, good on Winnipeg, good on Paul Maurice. I, I got a soft spot for him. And I got to agree with you, the whiteout makes no sense, although 
It's a lot of fucking W's going in in there. Winnipeg Jets white out. What, what do they call it? The total white out or something like that? Yeah, it's, I, I know the whiteout. I don't know if there's a specific name for it other than the whiteout. I, 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 it's, it's, it's the Winnipeg whiteout. <laughs> White. Whiteout. Uh, only white people allowed. I'm pretty sure that's the rule. <laughs> I support that. <laughs> if John you DeBoer, remember last. Yeah, let's go Winnipeg. Get out of here. Oh, I'm, I'm John DeBlanche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I mean... I, I love when the crowd can really change the game, and that's I feel like that's what the Winnipeg fans do. I wish Toronto had that, but there's just way too many suits in the stands. But I I mean like sure blame it on the suits and not the product on the ice. That's well, fine. Come on, <laughs> they had a record-setting year. You can't argue yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, you lose your fan base. You lose your core fan base when you've just. You know, lived in mediocrity at best for so long. You know what? It, it was as I don't want to get into it. Just, you'll have to come back for the Leaf Edition. We can really talk about it then. But it is what it is. All right, <laughs> moving on to the last the last series in the West, the Smashville Predators versus the Colorado Avalanche. Chalupa, we'll start with you. This is a big surprise for me. Um, hell of a fight from Colorado, man. Those guys played as a unit very well together and yeah the series went to six games i believe and yeah like nashville i think they almost got you know caught sniffing their own farts and saying that it smelled great uh yeah like they they didn't they came out you know winning but it's kind of like not really decisive victories like that everyone thought it was going to happen like i, was, like, ever, I think everyone thought that it was going to be like tampa bay and new jersey so um i was very surprised uh you know, good on Colorado. I'm sure they're pumped to see good hockey again in Denver and the rest of the state. But, you know, uh, lo and behold, you know, Nashville comes on top, uh, which I think that everyone still had them picked on their list to do. So, yeah, not, not really too much else to say about that series at all. Uh, it was nice to see that there was a bit of passion and a little bit of heat towards the end as well. Like, Nashville wasn't just, like, you know, letting, you know, Colorado pushed them around. They're like, all right, yeah, we need to win this. Okay, no, we're bigger than you are. Fuck off. And they just kind of beat them up. And, uh, yeah, Ryan Hartman, <laughs> there were some funny little moments there for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, I had called, and I remember you guys gave me shit for this when I said it. I think Nashville may take a game or two off, and Colorado's actually going to get uh, sneak in a game. I, think I called Nashville in five. And... I don't think Nashville necessarily took the game off, but I think, as you said, Colorado came out firing, and they came out and they played hard, and I don't want to say above their heads, but to their full potential. Totally, yeah. And it was good to see. It made that series much more exciting than I thought it would be, and I think it's a wake-up call for Nashville as well that, you know, they have to play at their absolute best going forward especially with Winnipeg now. so I think that's fair. Uh, I was I was secretly hoping that Nashville would get a taste of their own medicine from last season where they, they kind of just crept into the playoffs and then knocked off the Blackhawks. Uh, I, I was kind of hoping that there would be that surprise, but there wasn't, and I think we all kind of saw Nashville taking this. I'm glad that Colorado actually had a nice effort in there, and it looks real promising for that team in the future. It's weird to believe that one of their top players and Paul Sasty 
actually was holding him down. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, it's the era of McKenna now, McKenna now, and I'm glad that, I mean, I, that's a nice turnaround for that team. I've always had a soft spot for the, the, the um, Avs, so I'm happy to see it. Well, and Duchesne held them down for so long, so. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get going. We'll stick in the West and we'll look at this. The, maybe the the two watch series of the playoff of the second round, Smashville versus Winnipeg. What's up, uh, Chalupa? I'll pass it to you first. Oh, and I'll catch that. Uh, I just gotta get off of Flurry's dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so big. It's so big, and there's the Fleur de Lis on it. I can't believe it. Uh, <laughs> the flower. <laughs> yeah, Are you Mick Flurrying it? McFlurry? <laughs> no, 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 I don't do McDonald's. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, this is probably the highly, uh, most highly anticipated uh, series for the round two. Uh, I think everyone, this, is, uh, this just goes to show uh, how much I hate the new playoff system, um, where you get two teams that are really, uh, like two just huge powerhouses, and they're playing each other in the second round opposed to the conference final, which would be much more entertaining hockey. Uh, and then what we're going to see is, you know, one great team go a little bit earlier than they should have. I agree. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty high on the Winnipeg Jets. They're going to be soaring over so high. And I think they're going to win it in six. Hey, Aaron, do you have any kids? Because that was a pretty solid dad joke. Yeah, yeah, that oh, was right I'm up there. All, I'm just all about, like, the metaphors and play on words and everything. Uh, what is the score of the Winnipeg uh, game right now? 3-1 Winnipeg. Oh, no kidding. How about that? So, yeah, uh, also, I just find the name for the Nashville Predators just so funny. It's like, oh, yeah, the Predators. Like, why is it Sabretooth Tiger? Why can't it just be, like, a guy in a van? <laughs> It's just uh, a picture of Bill Cosby. That's there. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> they, they do have one of the only black players in the league on their team. Always so, comes down to the race with you, dude. Always. Always. You got to stick with the race. Why couldn't, it, why couldn't it be like the Predator like from the movies? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's another good one, right? right. It's just Bill Cosby with dreads. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be a really good series. Uh, I think we'll all have a real treat here. Uh, you got two great goalies, really, uh, really top to bottom, strong depth on each side for forward, uh, the forward core, and the defensive core on both teams is huge. Like not just like huge as in like the size of each player like he's got guys like Dustin Bufflin who comes into training camp like 285 uh, it's by <laughs> I'm sorry it's by <laughs> is that French uh, <laughs> and then he got uh, yeah and then he got uh, Nashville with PK Subban and all those guys so uh, Yo- Roman Yossi who's fantastic as well and, you know, like, so, Nashville they know they know how to do defensemen and they know how to do goaltending so no, this would be a great series, but yeah, I'd say Winnipeg in six. All right, winning six. Uh, I'm I gotta ride Nashville, man. Yeah. Uh, there's something about the team and the Jets. I hate the fact. I agree. I always think that there should be reseeding between each round in the playoffs. So, um, you know, you and but the issue that they have is then they can't pre-sell tickets as easily because they don't know the dates of the games. Because if you're reseeding teams instead of just knowing that if Nashville makes it through their home um, or if you have a two and a three or whatever happens. Right. So I don't like, I don't 
I like reseeding, but it seems like all playoffs are moving away from that. Like the NBA playoffs doesn't reseed anymore either, right? And it's aggravating because you get these. You get these matchups where you get two of the best teams that should be facing next round against each other, right? So I don't know. It it's also, a tough it also call. Has to deal with uh, a travel as well because like usually divisions are grouped into usually grouped into a geographical. Uh, yeah. to make tra- travel a little bit easier. And also, I, I didn't really get the explanation for it, uh, but gambling. Gambling uh, makes, it oh. a little, uh, it makes it easier for gambling for whatever reason. So I'll okay. check that out. Interesting. Interesting. So where do yeah. you have a series? I got to say Nashville in seven. Uh, I got to ride with Nashville um, as much as, you know, I hate the black man. <laughs> um, <laughs> They both second, have one, though. The second podcast in a row where they, Brian's just hating on black people. My fuck, man. Do yeah. you have any tattoos? Any, any weird tattoos? Uh, just a swastika. Nothing weird. It means good luck. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually in a hockey puck with two hockey sticks behind it. Okay, anyways. All right, I'll just make it quick. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a great series to watch. I'm very excited for it. Um, my, my, my gut says Nashville in seven, but I'm going to go with Winnie in seven. And hope for the best. Oh, Nashville and seven, man. I'm telling you, I hate the fact that both of you picked the Jets. It's gonna make me very sad if the Benny Jets and the Jets. Let's do this. All right. Buffy. Line A. Line A. It's it's actually Laney. Yeah. Laney. Yeah. <laughs> what would be Shifley? Be Shifley. Oh my gosh. Uh, That's a tricky one. I don't even know where all the values go in order. No, yeah. the, the E at the end is silent, so it's... Excellent. Uh, Scheifel. <laughs> the X is silent. All right, moving on in the West. <laughs> moving Robert, on, moving on. We got the Golden Knights versus Sharks. Now, we're, looking at the, we're already looking at game two. Game one was a goddamn shit show. <laughs> the Sharks look like the, what I thought the Sharks would be this year. They shark the bed. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they're called the sharks, but they look like minnows. <laughs> the sharks really got bitten by the golden knight. I don't know. All right. They Go ate ahead, some buddy. license plates. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. It, this is a bad matchup for San Jose. Coming off what clearly was a dream matchup for them in Anaheim. Anaheim's a little bit of a slower team. Um, Golden Knights are quick, and they apply, as uh, Chalupa said earlier, great defensive pressure in the defensive end. Um, and I just don't think the Sharks can hang, and last night was an indication with that. And to be honest, I didn't have either of these teams making it through to begin with, so I'm in uncharted territory here, uh, but I gotta say the Golden Knights, and once again, you got to factor, say that maybe the Sharks can steal a game or two. You know, you can't discount players like Pavelski. You, you can't completely take them out. Or Jones. Yeah, you can't. But at the same time, Kane's out. Oh, really? Is that new? Is that new? I'm pretty sure Kane's got one game suspension. Yeah, he's got one game suspension. So it's gonna be two. It's gonna be two. Good thing he doesn't play for Toronto. We got three games. Oh, fucking! Why not make it twenty? But the Golden Knights are going to be up two nothing, right? They're gonna they're gonna take that home game, and you know I can see it maybe being them in five. Cabra, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm just I'm just waiting for like a team to really just shove a huge score down 
Vegas' like throat and just be like, yeah, eight to one, fuck you. Uh, so that that might happen. I want to say Vegas and six. Um, you know, at this like, I, this is this is all based off what happened yesterday. If it was just a fresh slate, I might have picked the Sharks. But again, the Sharks they tend to fucking choke in the playoffs, and they don't have no Joe. Uh, they have they don't have Jumbo Joe, and I think Vegas is just riding this fucking high, and their fans don't know what the fuck's going on, so they don't have any pressure from them, and it's just like, hey, all right, let's all talk about our experience playing in the playoffs. Marshall's like, I played in the playoffs once with Carolina, or fucking, well, actually, no, never with Carolina, uh, Florida, and then, you know, James Neal's, it's pretty much James Neal and Marc-Andre Fleur with the most playoff experience, and, like, maybe David Perron as well. Everyone else is like, ah, uh, yeah, we played in a few games. Uh, so, yeah, they're all just bitter and pissed off, and they're just working together. And Gerard Gallant is just an amazing coach, too. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say probably six. Like, fuck, I, I had I had Anaheim playing against Vegas in the second round, and then Anaheim going to the Western Conference. So, ugh. <laughs> it's, all, it's all just fucking guessing now for me for Vegas, man. I don't even know what this This, this team's going to fucking go to the Olympics. So that's, what, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Well, when, when you were kind of breaking that down, I thought of the old guy on his porch telling his kids to get off the lawn. I'm hoping that the Sharks can be the old guy and, and yell at these young punk-ass bitches, these rookies, and say, get off my fucking lawn, you hippies, because I'm really hoping that the Sharks can pull this out. I'm taking the Sharks in seven. They'll take a bite out of the Knights. You gotta hope Brent right Burns their armor. has like the best. Brent Burns has to play the best he's ever played, and yeah. that it's tough to say because he's been amazing, right? So yeah, I, 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 maybe. Anyways, I think the star for the Sharks to take the series, their stars need to play at another level yep. because I just they don't have the depth. Shit, get off the pot. Let's do this. Swinging over to the East, uh, very interesting matchup. One versus two. We got the Tampa Bay Lightning Bolts versus the Bruins of Boston. You guys sticking with your allegiance or what? Yeah, it's got to be Bruins. Um, I may be the You motherfucking turncoat. I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. You got two Bs in your mouth right now. Yeah. Yeah, just keep yeah. pulling those motherfuckers. Yeah. Go ahead. Are you saying Brian's a B cup? <laughs> uh, I would say I would say I'm a good solid like 52 B. If I was going to size myself, <laughs> a B, a B 52. <laughs> that, that's a tin roof rusted. Oh man, um, yeah. I think I'm the only one, but I'm not impressed by Tampa Bay. I don't know what it is, but and it's just nothing about them excites me when I watch them play. I think they're a good team, but I just don't see them winning a Stanley Cup with the team they have. Okay. And once again, that forecheck from Boston, and they're, they're, when their top line can forecheck like that, it's just... I don't know how you play against it. Okay. I run. Oh, okay, yep, sweet. Um, yeah, three... Uh, so, towards the end of the Toronto series again uh, for Boston there... I was a little nervous with the defensive play, uh, the secondary scoring from anyone else besides the, the top line, and also the defense. Um, in order for Boston to beat Tampa Bay, Rask has got to be on his A game. Uh, the defense has to tighten up a lot. Holy man, Char was looking bad. Like, yeah, he's a fucking huge animal out there, and he can, you know, swarm anybody. 
but he needs his needs to be, just be a little bit lighter on his toes to get back on the defensive end, you know, and, and watch that fucking slap shot. Jesus, poor fucking Riley. Poor guy. Um, and, but, yeah, and, like, the secondary scoring, that's coming. Jake DeBrusk had a great fucking game seven. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, I, I really want Boston to win this, and I've got a Boston-Winnipeg final. But I think it's going to be Tampa in seven. Beauty. Beauty. Wow. Well, you piece of shit. <laughs> you just big fucking loser piece of shit. You little bitch. <laughs> just you know what? You just keep driving the- and you end up in Ontario at some point. I'm going to shit in your face. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I, yeah. Like, I, I want, I want Boston to win, but I really think the Bolts might come out. Like, they're just so fucking good, and they were just flying and playing really well against New Jersey. I, yeah, they're quick, but it's New Jersey. It's New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, but all it's, season, I Tampa's been good Jersey. all season. Uh, yeah, but I'm telling you, they're they're one of those teams that to me they're pretty damn good at everything. But when I look, what are they exceptional at? Well, I believe Tampa's taking this series in six and led by the Greek god himself, Steven Stamkos. Macedonian. Really? Ooh. Is that really? Ooh. You yeah, don't even know where he's from. I just assume. How can you make that call when you don't know where <laughs> yeah, he's man, from? When I, when I was, so when I was in Macedonia, I was hanging out with some of the Macedonian guys at the hostel. Uh, the, the hostel owner had all his buddies over. They're all playing video games. Like, oh, I should get the... I should send you a copy of NHL fucking 17 or something. He's like, oh, that'd be so cool. We can make Macedonian team. And there was like Steven Stamkos, Ted Jovanovsky. Uh, I think, who else was it? Volpatti. Um, fucking, who else was there? Um, I don't think it's Zygomanis. I think it's somebody else. But yeah, there's, oh. there's a few Macedonian guys. And then meeting all these Macedonian people, it's like Greece. In the sense that there's a shit ton in southern Ontario. That's the only comparison I'll give between the two between the two countries. Because if I go to Macedonia and say, "Hey, you guys are kind of like Greece," they'll slit my fucking throat. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Led but, by yeah, the Macedonian <laughs> god himself, Stephen Stamkos, I really believe that that Tampa. Is, the one thing that that Tampa's shown all year is that they will attack at any point of the game. They're not, they're not worried about their defense core as much as, say, the Leafs were. So they'll be very aggressive, and I think they'll just be able to grind out the Bruins. In, in, what did I say? Did I say six? I you say, said six. Yeah, so suck, suck it, Boston. Yeah, out in six. Oh, I, I honestly think it's the other way. I think you're going to see Tampa. They're probably going to start hot in the series. I think they'll start hot, and they'll slowly get grinded out. Uh, one thing that Boston proved is that they can score at any point of the game. Doesn't matter if it's if it's four minutes in the game or four minutes left in the game. They're going to shoot the lights out. But I think that Tampa has a much better defense core than Toronto had, and I think you're going to see Boston stumble with it. One thing that Boston yeah. really proved for me is that they really love to rack up third period goals against Toronto. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, most teams did that this year, just for the record. <laughs> Yeah, All right, like let's Boston, move on Boston's to the... Gonna see, Boston's just going to see those blue jerseys and be like, hey, those kind of look like the Leaf jerseys. That means we can beat them, right? Totally. They look exactly like the Leaf jerseys, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> they look... They are... I hate the Winnipeg Jets jersey, but this might not be far from it because it's exact ripoff of... We've heard team. it before. Shut up. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah you're lucky Dave's not on this podcast because Dave would be going 
deep into this. Tampa's got consistent depth scoring for their forward unit, and I think they have a stronger decor, like Anthony said. Moving yeah. on. Moving for on. sure. The must-watch series in the East. The the battle that is as old as time, if time is 12 years. Ovechkin <laughs> versus Crosby, round four. Let's start with you, Brian. What you got? Oh, this one's a tough one for me, honestly. Uh, you know, I thought the Jets series was hard for me to pick, the Nashville-Winnipeg one. And this is always the same thing. Like, you gotta, I think you gotta go Pittsburgh. Just history seems to don't, repeat itself with this series. Don't fuck with the champ. Yeah, history seems to repeat itself with these guys, right? Yeah. Um, Do and, MMA rules apply? Like, you can only bet against, like, you can't bet against the champ because he's a champ. Like, if it's a if it's coin toss, you got to go with the champ, right? Yeah. That's that I think. That's is what this reality. series is, though. It, um, you know, I I really do like Washington, and every year I say that though, right. and every year Washington always is a little bit of a cock tease, right? Like yeah. they they get your heart, and then they're like, yeah, by the, the way, the we gotta go, it, but they're not putting it in their mouth. <laughs> oh no, they'll put it in their mouth, but then they're like, I gotta go, and then they leave. <laughs> <laughs> this the song's over. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go to the dentist tomorrow. My jaw's already hurt. <laughs> Do you have a, a, another 20? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I please request Stairway to Heaven and get this over with, please? <laughs> Why do they only have three-minute songs? Yeah. Why are all the songs Ramon songs? All right, Aaron, what do you have in the Battle of the East? Oh, man, I'm pretty much agreeing right again with Brian. Like, you you want to you wanna just say fucking underdog and pick the, uh, pick the caps to do it finally. Just... Exercise the demons, but I, I don't know. I think Pittsburgh is just they played this game before and they like fucking around with these guys. It's just like, eh, eh, you really thought you almost had it again, didn't you? You losers, <laughs> they're like that so, other high school team that is just a little bit better than your high school team. And every year you think this is going to be the year, but that that better team just keeps winning. You, you gotta feel like, like they get to the face off circle and not just. Any Pittsburgh player, even players that haven't played for them anymore, when they're talking a little bit of shit at the circle, you gotta feel like they they, they gotta be like, I don't I don't even need to say anything anymore. Like no, you guys are you just know what sad. It is? This is what it is. It's a Martin Brodeur. I can't hear you because my two championship. Ri- oh, it was Patrick Wall. Oh, that's, that's Patrick Wall. Yeah, Patrick Wall. My Wall. bad. My bad. Yeah, I can't hear you because my it's two Patrick championship. Roy. Yeah, Patrick Roy. Patrick Roy. Patrick Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Roy. <laughs> well, I was heartbroken in game one when I saw... Sorry, Aaron, were you done? Uh, yeah, kind of. All I was going to say is that if there's any point where the Capitals decide to go back to Grubauer, the series is over. If, like, no matter, like, if they just pull Holtby at the end of the game... Uh, because, you know, he let in six goals and they, or, like, four goals or whatever, and they're like, okay, well, maybe we'll put Grubauer in. As soon as they pull Holtby and put somebody else in, the series is done because Holtby's going to lose the confidence. Uh, he's going to want to stay in the net as long as possible, even, even if he is getting shelled, uh, like the front lines of Bastogne in World War II. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there's like, just a little history in there. Uh, I, I, I think Washington can win. But my money definitely is on Pittsburgh. I'm going to say Pittsburgh and, you know what, I'm going to say seven. All right. Wow. Um, I, I was really shocked. I, when, when I was 
getting the updates about game one and I saw that Washington was already up, I said, okay, this is good. Washington going to take this game. Pittsburgh storms back to win, scoring three straight. I was I was shocked, um, especially with Malcolm being out. Uh, I think deep down, my gut says Pittsburgh is going to squeak this one out, but I'm really pushing for Washington in seven. Or, no, I'll, you know, I'll say Washington in six. Um, at one point, Pittsburgh's luck's going to run out. I didn't think they were going to repeat. They did, and thank God they did because I won the hockey pool last year f- from it. But I was totally shocked to even... I'm totally shocked that Pittsburgh is as good as they have been. So I, at one point, their luck's got to run out. I can't I can't see them. I like to see them three-peat, but I can't see them three-peating. I'm, I'm taking Washington in a dirty six. You know what would make me so happy? Watching Phil Kessel bring that cup back to Toronto again, just <laughs> for the third time, just just for, f- for the third time. shits and giggles, man. For the third time in three years since he left Toronto, yeah, yeah that would I, that would make me just you know what I think that, overjoyed that turned Phil into into like a, a hated public figure into you're like all right, you got us, you got us, bro, we're good now. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. It, you know what he the Phil Kessel stuff doesn't burn me. Um, as much as like when Matt Matt Sandin left, that burned me. <laughs> Phil Kessel was more like ran out of town. I agree. I agree that you guys were very harsh on Kessel. Yeah. Um, again, you're gonna have to say this for at least podcast because yeah. again, this can't be a six hour podcast. No, it can. Let's do it. <laughs> we're going till three a.m. Boys, <laughs> this is the marathon podcast. That's right. We're gonna make sure that Chalupa gets to where he needs to go. And we'll stay in line with him the whole time. Actually, I got about like I got about fifteen minutes left of my drive, so yeah. <laughs> no, man, you're sitting in the car the rest of the time. <laughs> you're you can tell your parents to wait. It's a convoy eastbound <laughs> down. Well, give us a honk again. <laughs> I know. I'm in the city now. We were getting pissed off. Uh, well, you got Who the, knows what these city drivers do? Did I don't you say, ever drive in the city. Did you say you have a Chevy Traverse? Yeah, I do. I used to have a Honda Odyssey. I missed that van. I have a I have a Chevy Cruze, and can we not admit that Chevy horns are the most pussy horns that you could possibly have in a car? I I don't know. Like it, to me, it sounds kind of quiet. Like it definitely could like yeah. be louder. Like it's say like a GMC <laughs> or or a really douchey Ford. But I had a Honda Odyssey. That's a minivan. That was like Michael Jackson getting kicked in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I never understood, even though this is a hockey podcast? I never understood why, if you click your doors twice to lock them, why the horn honks, and why not just have like a beep or something? I feel like, because like, when I get home and I'm honking the horn, I'm paranoid that I'm going to wake up my kid when, when I honk it. It's because you, none of us can afford a German car. <laughs> yeah, my like, body does that. Yeah, yeah, like uh, BMWs do it, Mercs do it. Like, yeah. it's just, Let's just make it, like, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up round two. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, just today we re- released Aaron Chalupa's awkward, The Awkward Throat Clear. Aaron, why don't you give us a little feedback on that episode? Uh, I haven't listened to it yet because I hate the sound of my voice sometimes. But uh, And I had Impossible. other podcasts to listen to. I had to listen to The Grays, which was actually really amusing. But, uh, yeah, they really wanted to let you know what sexual harassment was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, in that, in that um, episode... What, did you not oh, find that hilarious, though? Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's a legit thing. Like, not to get too in-depth with it, but, yeah, like, there's times where I'm like, okay, well, is this acceptable anymore? Or, like, 
You know, like, am I going to get yelled at or what? But most of the time, I would agree with John and Greta. It's just, if you act like nothing happened, they'll probably just, like, not take it anything either. Like, and, and also just preemptively, you know, mention, hey, do you mind moving your elbow so my dick doesn't graze it unless you're into that? And then, you know, whatever. But, and yeah. Then blink twice if you're into it and if you're not, pretend I didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or, or or just tell them to close the, you know, their eyes and they have no idea what's happening. I don't know. Uh, don't do that. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was really funny. Uh, awkward throat clear. Um, yeah, this is just the part two of the Ladakh Lowdown, and that was recorded back in mid-March, so I'm really trying to catch up on my uh, releasing of uh, episodes. And, you know, maybe, 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 maybe we'll start doing them once a week instead of every, uh, every two weeks, just because I will be going uh, back up north here, and I've got a lot of uh, guys I'd like to, you know, bring back to the podcast, some new guys I'd like to talk to, so we'll see what happens, but... Uh, yeah, the deck low down. You know, we're just talking about India a little bit more, northern India, playing hockey. Um, you know, uh, to talk about early. This is still when the regular season was going on, so we talk about early playoff predictions, uh, North American hockey, a little bit of the women's hockey league, and how uh, one of the Chinese teams made it to the final. Um, and then we just talk about some future hockey plans that we we have. Um, we talk about going to a, a Prague hockey tournament in, at the end of November. I'm really aiming and hoping to go to that. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, unlimited free beer, and yeah, we get to come up with our own team, and hopefully we you know do well and have a lot of fun. And I've got a lot of my firefighting buddies that are planning on coming too, so it should be a good time. That sounds, sounds good. You guys are welcome to come if you want. You know, you never know. Hey, let's do it. Yeah, man. I honestly, I'm always down for uh, any discussion. So, uh, anytime you want to have me on, um, you know, I always like to bring up interesting topics that I hope you're ready for, <laughs> like racism <laughs> in hockey, like racism in <laughs> hockey, or uh, like my latest stand-up bit, <laughs> like my latest stand-up bit, which I'm uh, plugging shamelessly right now. Do it. Um, which is basically that you can be Bill Cosby. And still be less hated than Kanye West because Kanye West aligned himself with Trump pretty hard. So it's going to be a good bit. I'm working it through. <laughs> that oh, actually is probably, probably a good question for a would you rather game. Would you rather be Bill Cosby now or, or Kanye West on Wednesday morning? Oh, man, I'd rather be Bill Cosby now. If you think about it, like, you've had a whole career of just, like, not giving a fuck about women's rights or, uh, you know, any human rights <laughs> and sitting on a ton of fortune, being a great comedian, worshipped. Right. And now when, in the years that you don't really care about the anymore, twilight years, the twilight yeah. years where, like, you're shitting in a diaper anyways, uh, you know. He's going to do prison time? Ah, that's, that's not a big thing. You know, I want my life to end when I'm, like, 60 anyways. So. Okay, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to go I, out. I thought that Brian was going to say that he just want to be Brian because that way he's white. <laughs> uh, that came to mind, right? But I was like, I can't lay it on too thick or yeah, else yeah. I lose uh, <laughs> I lose my, my colored following. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, your we, black we, we replace John Denoir with this guy. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Brian the White next. <laughs> I'm going to New Orleans in two weeks, and my wife was like, "We should do like a swamp boat tour." I was like, "Cool," and then she's like, "There's this one that does plantations and swamp boats." And I was like, "I don't think I should be seen at plantations. <laughs> I don't think it's a good look for me." Your Instagram is just you in like former slave areas with like a thumbs up. You're like, yeah, yeah. This, is, this was a thing. <laughs> 
man. Let's end there. I can't think of a better <laughs> note to end on. Brian, Aaron, thank you so much, guys. Uh, Chalupa, get home safely. Brian, it goes same for you. Yes, yes. I definitely have not had anything to drink this podcast. <laughs> I also uh, have not had nothing to drink this podcast either. Go Leafs go, and we'll see you guys in the next round. Good night. <laughs> have a good one. <laughs>